Hello, this is Rabbi Rafael Davidovich speaking. Where I am right now, it is the day after Yom Kippur. I hope you all had a meaningful fast, an easy fast, and looking forward to starting the new year on a strong footing. And for those of you who were not in shul with me on Yom Kippur, and perhaps even those of you who were in shul with me on Yom Kippur, but you can't remember what I said anymore, I thought I would share with you at least one of the thoughts that I shared in shul. I shared this thought before Ne'ilah. I've made it my practice over the course of the last many years that before Ne'ilah, in shul, I speak on some element, some lesson that we learned from Sefer Yonah. And this year, I spoke about Yonah. This is, of course, the Navi, the prophet who was sent to Ninveh and didn't want to go, went on a ship that was about to sink. He was thrown overboard. He made it alive, swallowed by a fish, comes back. Hashem sends him again. And then he goes to Ninveh and he issues a prophecy of doom that if they do not repent, that the city will be overturned and the people in Ninveh do Teshuvah they repent and then Yonah expresses frustration and he tells Hashem you see this is what I was worried about and this is why I ran away the first time I knew you would be forgiving I knew you were a Rav Chesed that you were abundantly kind that's why I didn't want to do this and Hashem asks Yonah are you frustrated are you really upset and then Yonah goes outside of the city and he sets up a sukkah and then apparently the sukkah does not pri- provide sufficient shade. Hashem allows for a kikayon, which is some sort of plant with leaves, to grow right next to Yonah and provide him with a good amount of shade. And then the next day, the sun shines after having provided him with some shade the day before. And the sun withers the kikayon, and the kikayon dies. And Yonah is left in the heat of the sun. And he's frustrated. And Hashem says, are you really upset now about the kikayon? And Yonah says, I'm so upset I could die. So Hashem tells Yonah, aha, you had mercy over this kikayon, this plant that lasts a night and is dead the next night. Bin Laila. One, and one night life. So should I not worry about the city of Ninveh that has 120,000 people with all their animals and they don't know the difference between their left hand and their right hand? And that's where the story ends. And it seems that the entire premise of Yonah the entire premise of the book, the entire premise of Yonah's being upset, and Hashem's answer to Yonah is all in the mini-story of the Kikayon. So what is this about? How does the Kikayon answer everything? I think this goes back to an insight I heard from Rabbi Foreman years ago, that Yonah is not only known by his first name, but the book opens... The story opens with his full name, which is Yonah ben Amitai. And Amitai means truthful, like the word emes, emet. Yonah is a man of truth. And the reason he's frustrated with the city of Ninveh is because he seems to feel that the city of Ninveh's teshuva 
will be temporary. And Yonah charges, his charge against Hashem is, God, you are a Rav Chesed. You are abundantly kind. He does not quote the full phrase as we have it in the Torah, in the 13 Attributes of Mercy. The Yud Gimel Midos Arachamim, Hashem is referred to as Rav Chesed Ve'emes. And Yonah tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you might be Rav Chesed, but where's the MS? Where's the truth over here? This isn't a true teshuva. So Hashem doesn't answer him. He waits. He just says, you're frustrated, aren't you? The reason you're frustrated is because you see a lack of MS. And what is MS? MS, truth, is something that is permanent. Hashem Elokeichem MS. God is true. He is the true reality from the beginning of time to the end of time. And you, Yonah, are upset that you have witnessed something, you have witnessed a tshuva that is not really emes. And to that, Hashem doesn't answer. He leaves it as an open question. And then what happens? Yonah goes and he's provided with shade for a day. And when that shade goes away, Hashem says, now you're angry? He says, yes, I'm angry I could die. And Hashem tells him, you see, in order for something to be valuable, it doesn't have to last forever. We are used to thinking, for good reason, that we want good things to last us forever. Not only a lifetime, but many lifetimes. We search for legacies. We search for things that are eternal and long-lasting. And of course, the reason we search for these things is because we are made in the image of God and God is eternal. However, God's retort to Yonah is, Yonah, yes, I am eternal. However, the world that I have created is not eternal. The elements in it throughout the world die. They die every day. All I want from the world is what you wanted from that kikayon. One good day. And that's what this is what I showed you with the Kikayon. The Kikayon had value to you because it lived for one day. You're upset about Ninveh, that Ninveh's Teshuva will not last forever? Well, I'll tell you. If the Teshuva of Ninveh can last one day, and the city has 120,000 residents, then you and I together have created the value of 120,000 days. And the point that we need to take from this, especially as we reached Ne'ila yesterday, is that what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants is one good day. And then tomorrow, he will want another good day. The Gemara in Beitzah, Masech the Beitzah, talks about how to properly prepare for Shabbos. Describes the behaviors of two great rabbis, Shammai and Hillel. Shammai adopted the view that a person should think about Shabbos all week long, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Hillel's life of faith expressed itself differently. He quoted the verse that said, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom, meaning Hashem should be blessed every single day, independently. So he did not think about Shabbos in the same way on Sunday, the way that Shammai did. He took every day as it came, as a separate, independent gift. Every day was that kikayon, 
that provided shade and shelter for Yona. And even though most of us who think wisely want to prepare ahead of time, sometimes it's not easy to prepare for all of Shabbos on Friday. In some respects, we should be preparing for Shabbos already starting on Wednesday. And in other respects, we could even be preparing for Shabbos at the beginning of the week. But the idea of our emuna, not so much that God provides for us every day, but that the, what we should provide for God, our lives should be day by day by day, like the Kikayon, so that every day should have all the elements of goodness within them. That's why when it says that a Jewish man should put on tefillin, although it's good if a person, a Jew, puts on tefillin even once in his entire life, but it's a daily mitzvah. Davening takes place daily. Tzedakah should take place daily. Even though a person might give a $1 million donation once a year, there's still something lacking if he does not experience his own act of providing a chesed, a tzedakah, on a daily basis. This is what we need to think about the day after Yom Kippur. And this is the, les- and this is the lesson of Yom Kippur. The tractate, the Masechta, that talks about Yom Kippur is called Yoma which literally is not Yom Kippur, it just means the day. And with this lesson, we can take it day by day, serve Hashem in that manner that He wants, day by day. It becomes less of a burden when you're not forced to think about how you're going to act for the coming year, or let alone the coming uh, decade, or the coming month. But just think, what are you going to do today? I wish you all a Shana Tova Umesukah, a blessed year of Simcha, and that that Simcha and that Bracha should be given to you every single day. Good year.